You're listening to the Teach Better Talk podcast featuring expert educators eager to share progressive tactics to reach more students. Teach Better Talk is created by teachers and fueled by passion. Let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome to episode 226 of Teach Better Talk. My name is Ray Hewart, but you already knew that. And Who I doesn't am, know Ray Hewart? They all know that I'm here. And you that also voice comes know, on, they're like, oh, it's time. You the show has begun. Jeff Gargas is in the house. So hey, Jeff, what's, what's cracking? Um, not a whole lot. You know, been in the house all day. Definitely in the house. Don't yeah. leave the house, really. Well, I mean, COVID. Hashtag 2020. Haven't left the house in eight months. That's just not true. Been, haven't showered either. Just said, I'm not going anywhere. I was meaning to talk to you about that because, you know, we're on YouTube now. People can see <laughs> us during our introduction. and They can, they can see the, like, the, the I have squiggly stench. lines coming off. Yes, Is that what's happening? Yeah. Stench. I showered today. Got my hair. Looks good. I'm all dressed. I'm I smell lovely. Just so you all know. Very, very proud of you. Yeah. Good job, good job. Uh, no, uh, things are good. This was a fun night. We did three podcasts tonight, which is always a f- good time. It's a, it's a makes for a long day, long night, but always awesome when we get to talk, talk with a bunch of educators. So Absolutely. excited about this one. Um, before we get into this episode, can we can we celebrate? Let's celebrate. I don't know what this is. I guess this is my celebration dance. So that is good um, times. Come on, yeah, celebration. Absolutely, Chris. Um, put the put the pretty music. Can you do? Can you put music? Chris will always do things when we ask him nicely, but can you put the little like na 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 na? Oh, Chris, you're gonna have to look at copyright laws and be careful with that. Oh, come um, on, Chris, just make it happen for me. <laughs> or how about like a dun dun na na, like something like that? I think. It'd hey, be Chris, cool. can you just take what Ray just did and just repeat it? <laughs> Celebrate good time. That is our background music. Um, forever, for everything else Whatever. in the company. Chris knows what I'm <laughs> saying. What Thanks, Chris. So... I want to talk about um, our friend Jen Apple. Ooh. Her new book that is not out yet. It's almost out. Right? Wait, what day? No, it is it out. It is out today. No, pre- it's, well, it's pre-order right now. Oh, pre-order. It's perfect time to order the pre-order book. Then right it's now. pre-ordered. Yes, it's pre-ordered. Well, which, so, I apologize. We're trying to figure it out because this podcast episode that we're recording right now comes out on the 16th which is when pre-order opens no, it comes out comes out on the 19th oh, which so pre-order starts on the 16th so right now as you're hearing this pre-order is already going and the book comes out tomorrow, tomorrow on the 20th so so super cool um i feel like jen just like she's like i'm gonna write like 18 books and just starts writing books and it just come out i love um, her children's book this one is connected to her, her previous book which is award one and dog which is Great book, great children's book. This one is connected. This one is called "I Am Who," right? I say that right. And 
Look, the most important piece that we need to know about this book is that my dog Tasty is in the oh book. Oh my goodness. Um, this book is so And look, I know Jen will back me on that. That is that that is the moral of the story. The most important part of the book is that Tasty is in the book. We are very excited that Tasty's <laughs> in it. But this this children's book also addresses anxiety and stress. And yes, your dog yes. is in it, but there's also a lot of other positives about this yes. book. No, uh, no, no. All jokes aside, it's really awesome. That, so Jen put out a thing. She had like all kinds of people submit like their dogs and like mm-hmm. what makes them an award-winning dog and all these cool things. And I, I think the pictures I sent were like sealed the deal because they were like really good, really cute. Um, but yeah, Tasty's in it. I, I don't know exactly how she's in there. I have seen a little bit of a sneak peek. But, uh, you'll have to get the book to see. I mean, I'd really love to know who, if you can point out and pick out which dog is my dog. Because I'm not sure if it actually will. I don't know if her name will actually be in. I think she's just like a dog that's there. I'm not sure. I, I have to get the book still and read it. And here's the best part. My kids don't know she's in there. <gasps> How exciting. So we've read, we, we've read a woman dog multiple times. My daughter loves it. So when we read this, they're going to see the connection. But I'm waiting for the like the look when they realize that Taste is in the book. So I'm super excited. But yeah, it's so the book's out. It's pretty hard to miss a like massive dog like tasty like well yeah but i don't know if she's gonna be i guess she'll be massive but depending on how they have her like she might not be massive in the book yeah. right i mean but she kind of looks like a hippo i feel like she's hard to miss <laughs> she does Rather, do you know that we call her our hippo or yes. is that just pure? okay i was yeah. just making sure i'm like i hope you know that that's what we mm-hmm. call her is our, our a hippo so anyway so so super excited for Jen. Um, we're going to be live tomorrow. We've been live a couple more uh, times beforehand talking about this book. Uh, it's super cool. Uh, great for the kids, great for both at home and in the classroom. So uh, best place to go for that is awardmentaculture.com, I believe. Yeah, it's Correct. on Amazon and on Etsy now. So you can literally grab oh, the book cool. anywhere you'd like and make sure you grab not only this book, but the first book because this really is a part of a series. And mm-hmm. it's so wonderful for not only... Your children at home before bedtime, which I know Jeff is a lot of the, you do a lot of fun book time with the kiddos, but hey, also in the classroom. These are great lessons. They have great morals, easily relatable. Mm -hmm. Um, Cannot wait to hear what you guys think of the brand new book. It totally like all ties into to Hans's book, Women Cultures too. Like it's all, it's all connected. It's it's a really neat thing. Uh, And I believe there are, I hope I'm okay to say this, but I believe there are lesson plans coming in the future too that tie into the book as well, which is super cool. So, womanculture.com for all that. Congrats, Jen. Super awesome. We love being involved with it. I really appreciate that a whole lot. So, um, interesting that you mentioned the story time because our guests and I also talked about how when I talked about his book that most was reading is with his kids. Yeah. So... Uh, Misha Figginson is, he came to us at, I, I gotta give him props. We do it in the episode before AM where he is, cause he's in, in Israel and chatting with us. Uh, but really cool, uh, story here. So, uh, he and his wife created, started a company called Thinking Cap, uh, Innovations, right? And so they have Thinking Cap Math and Thinking Cap Spanish and stuff. And it's just a really neat, I, I'm really excited about it. You know me. I, I, I like this whole voice thing and like the Lexus stuff. And I think it's where a lot of things are going. They're all over that and really having a really positive impact in schools. Uh, so I'm excited for people to listen to that and hear uh, all about their journey and, and what he's trying to do with it and the impact they're having. So uh, I'm excited to dive into it. Ray, anything other than the fact that, I mean, I know you love Israel. So like. That's true. There was, a, there was that connection again with you. I just love bringing in people from the outside of the U.S., to be honest. Yes. I think it's beautiful yeah. and we're able to share the stories and amplify the stories of educators in the U.S. But anytime we can bring someone in from Canada, Germany, Israel, Russia is a great opportunity for us to just continue to connect with educators around the world. So, so, so honored he joined us. 
All right, with that, let's get an episode 226 with Misha Figginson. Hey guys, it's Ray. We will get right back to this episode. However, I am so just overjoyed, truly, to give a big, 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 big shout out to Jennifer Apple, member of the Teach Better team, and just all around incredible educator all-star who just published her second children's book. I love this because all of our children's books are part of a series. This is book two, and you guys know I love puppies, and it is all about the animals that not only she has in her life, but also the incredible adventures they get into. You'll definitely want to check out this series and her brand new book that comes out November 20th. Please make sure that you go grab your copy. This is a perfect Christmas gift for like anyone in your family. And hey, I even am going to use it with my sixth graders in the classroom when we're working on mentor tech. So, hey, you can go grab this book on Amazon, Etsy, or awardwinningculture.com. And I cannot wait to see all the photos on social media with this book launch. All right, guys, let's get back to the episode. All right, we're here and we're chatting with Misha. Misha, it's so awesome to have you on the podcast. Uh, you and Ray are already connected because you were coming to us from Jerusalem, Israel, and it's so awesome to be over there. I just, we didn't touch on this before we got started, but it's like super early right now for you. Yeah, isn't it? thank you. Thank you, Ray. Thank you, Jeff. Yeah, it's actually 4 a.m. here, and I want to, to warn the listeners that if I talk too loud, my kids can wake up <laughs> during <laughs> our conversation. So we, we, so we don't here. want that. <laughs> we yeah, don't want that. Yeah, yeah so I promise you, you don't want this to happen. Down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, it's great to have you on. Really appreciate. It. I'm really excited to kind of dive in everything you got going on before that. But how are, how are you doing? Other than you know, tired because it's four a.m. right now. Yeah. How are you feeling? Um, look, we have been in a lockdown for the past um, almost a month, and uh, this week our kids went back to school, which is very exciting <laughs> for us as parents, uh, and also for them, it's uh, not challenging. But also, it's actually sometimes a great opportunity for homeschooling. And I actually enjoyed, um, so all, we have four kids and, um, our oldest, uh, our two oldest in schools, like my our oldest, the son is in the first grade and the daughter in the second grade. And, um, um, I don't know, it's a great opportunity really to make sure they learn something <laughs> that you, uh, so like we, I worked with my son on math and we worked on, with my daughter on her other style. It says really, like, it's actually was time good spent. <laughs> Let's put it this well, way. I completely agree. I think a lot of families did enjoy some wonderful family time. So I'm glad you're able to enjoy that as well. Yeah. Uh, Misha, I do want to make sure that our audience gets to know you as well as we kind of get started into these questions. Do you mind kind of sharing with our audience, answering that age old question of what you do? Tell us a little about what you do. Yeah, sure. It was a pleasure. Thank you, Ray. So, um, I'm a physicist by education. So maybe let me start by saying that I was born in Russia and I grew up in Israel. And we also lived, my wife is originally from the, from, from the U.S., so we lived in the U.S. also. And now we're back to Israel. And um, I'm a physicist by education. Um, but about eight years ago, I left physics. And together with my wife, we started an app development company that helps parents like ourselves. It was just when our first son was born. Um, and our first product was a baby sleep app. He was a, <laughs> he was a very bad sleeper, our son. So uh, we pretty much built it for ourselves. And it became a very successful app. And by now it has more than 5 million downloads. So it um, became very interesting now. 
very interesting, uh, very, very interesting work. Uh, but as our kids grew, um, came new challenges and came new ideas. Uh, and about two years ago, about actually three, almost three years ago, when he started um, first grade, um, um, he was struggling with math. And, and at the same, around the same time, we bought Alexa. And I was watching my kids interacting with this device. And it's very interesting for them talking to Alexa, talking to machine is like talking to a real person. They can laugh with it and then get upset with it. And and I and I was I like technology. I was tinkering with it, trying to pro to to learn how to program it. And uh, so this it's this very interesting observation. So beside so so looking at them uh, talking to this machine like a real person, I thought. Well, it's very interesting because if I build something educational, um, it will feel to them they are talking to a real person. And that's, uh, um, so that's one thing. And another interesting observation was that when it's uh, what is called multitasking. So they can talk to Alexa and later when I build something, uh, well, when I build this first prototype of program that teaches math, they could do math with Alexa while doing other things. So I, they could exercise Alexa while building their Lego contraptions. And that's very powerful because I believe it's, because it's, um, it, it often happens that our learning time our, is in competition with our playing time. And it doesn't have to be this way. It can be together. And the third most important thing that I liked about Alexa, that there is no screen. <laughs> And mm-hmm. today, after more than half a year in pandemic, I don't have, I have, we have to convince anybody about damage <laughs> that screens can do to our kids. Uh, but we actually very strict about kids. We, we raise our kids without, we don't have TV. We don't have uh, computer games. It's very interesting. It's actually very interesting what you can achieve with your kids when you don't have screens at home. And so for me, it was very, a very powerful thing. I said, well, that thing can be, um, very powerful educational tool. And around the same time, I learned about power of mental math. Now, as many of your listeners may know, mental math is our ability to do math in our head without paper, without calculator. Um, and it turns out, and there's a big research about that, that our ability to do our math in our heads in the early age is crucial for our success in later years. So pretty much is a direct correlation of our ability to do math in our head and finishing a co- finishing color, finishing high school and getting into college. So it's that strong. So I said, wow, we have something very powerful here because that device is exactly for that. And so I partner, um, so I started talking to people about this and I partnered with a, who later become a good friend of mine, a partner in this, uh, in this, and, in this enterprise, Fred Park, who was a teacher. We, at that time, we lived in Boston. So he was a teacher, math teacher in the school where my kids went. Fred Park is a fascinating person. He's an educator, Title I teacher, instructional coach. So together, we got out on this journey to build this, um, to build this program that um, encouraged kids to think. First of all, let them go of the screens, free them from the screens, and then uh, encourage them to think, encourage them to reason, encourage them to use their imagination. And 
Yeah, so it became a very powerful educational tool. Um, so that, uh, that was our first product. And about half a year ago, uh, when we saw the power of this technology, I had this idea uh, when we lived in the in U.S., my kids went, used to uh, study Spanish in school. When we came back to Israel, there was no Spanish here. So they were complaining, oh, we spent so much time learning these words, and now there's nothing. It's been all gone. So I said, well, it's very interesting because uh, maybe I can do something. So I had this idea. I was wondering, can we use this technology also to teach languages? And it's something very powerful because um, uh, our kids, uh, my kids are trilingual. Uh, I speak Russian to them in my mother tongue. My wife speaks English to them, and we live in Israel, so they speak Hebrew. Um, and uh, the Gado, it's like maybe sort of what I'm going to say, it's su- sort of pseudoscience. My wife has always laugh, laugh at me that it's no, no serious pro- person will believe what I'm saying. But when I look at them, I'm always um, fascinated how they learn languages. It's amazing to see. So, free thing happens when we, when we, teach them languages. Uh, and again, it's sort of pseudoscience, but so probably the way kids learn languages is very different than adults learn. But something very interesting because look at, think about this. When, when we talk to them in our languages, we never teach them grammar. We never correct them, right? If they make mistake, we never say, oh, no, no, you have to say that. We just keep talking. And we talk, we speak in a right, in a correct way. If they make mistake, we just repeat after them in a correct way. And I was thinking, I wonder if uh, if I can use Alexa to reproduce this um, to reproduce this dynamics of learning languages. So uh, so about half a year ago we released uh, this product. It's called Yeah, by the way, I didn't give the name of the pro- of the so name of the company is Thinking Cap Innovations and the uh, think of a uh, name of our math. A program it's called Thinking Cap Math. So this uh, Spanish learning program called Thinking Cap Spanish. So it's very interesting, very powerful tool to study Spanish. It's sort of um, interaction story interaction storytelling. There's a little Red Riding Hood, and there's a Gingerbread Man, and uh, like all the heroes of the fairy tales, and they talk with them themselves. There's a plot there, and you just hear the conversation, and you repeat after them. And you participate together with them in this learning, so it's it's became very powerful. So that's two products. That's uh, about our company. <laughs> that is really cool. I I love the focus on uh, on Alexa and and the voice. Um, one because it's it, it doesn't require a screen, but also it's just uh, I've thought for a long time, and I still believe that I think voice is is where most things are going. So I think that's such a great place to be, but a really cool one. And as you were talking and telling the story about watching your kids and interaction, I'm thinking of my kids the same way they interact with Alexa. I mean, Alexa in our house is basically just like another child that just happens Mm -hmm. to do a lot of stuff for us. Um, And and I love that. And my kids also, we do a lot of different um, learning stuff, but through just sort of the, the, the things that are there in his storytelling that she does and stuff like that. So I love that you've harnessed in that power and utilizing that for education. That's really, really cool. So, um, I want to dive into something. This is, uh, you know, something that we always talk about on this on our podcast is is failure and learning from failures and, and growing from them. And I'm hoping that maybe you can share a story with us about a time you've had a struggle, a failure in your life, and kind of take us there with you. What happened? How did you overcome that? And what did you take away from that experience? Yeah, thank you for this question, Jeff. Um, 
Yeah, it's actually since uh, I knew the questions, some of the questions uh, before. Uh, so it, I spend a lot of time thinking, a lot of time thinking, <laughs> what of my failures I'm going to share with you? <laughs> and of course, as, <laughs> of course, as a parent, we, we fail every day. No question about that. And learning as a parent from our failure is very difficult because we never, we don't always immediately know that that's actually failure. Sometimes failures look like success, but then when they get to 14, we find out that actually was a big failure. But I'm still not my older. Our oldest is nine years old, so I'm not in this range yet. But I want to share with you, I want to share with you my interest in failure, which actually was a huge failure, and it changed my life completely. And it turned out later for me that not only my life, and it's my... Um, it's my experience in the army. And uh, as you may know, as your listeners may know, in Israel, there's a compulsory military service. Everybody go to the, to the army. And, but me, I, as, as a young, as, as I, since I remember myself, I always was a musician. I played violin as a young child and later viola. So for me, it was clear from young age that I want to become a professional musician. Um, and, and in Israel, for kids who do something very serious like music or sport, there's a opportunity to do it, continue doing it in the army. Uh, there's an orchestra, or there's a like sport groups or whatever, but you have to be very, very good. And, uh, um, and, uh, there's a big uh, competition how to enter this. Uh, so to get to this orchestra and I was preparing for a year to get to this competition and I didn't get it. <laughs> I wasn't good enough to play in this orchestra because. Obviously, there are so many kids who want to get there. Um, and I was, I don't know, 16, 17 when I was uh, And that was a huge failure in my eyes. Uh, to the level that I felt like my life is over because everything I wanted to do in my life is to be a musician. It was clear that after a few years uh, being in the military, there's no chance I will be able to continue being a professional musician. So I was standing there and like completely like shocked, shell-shocked, like, I don't know what to do. That's it. That's my, my life is over. Like what's next now? And, um, and you know, sometimes, um, like there's a way when you're in a situation like this, there's a way to, to, um, way to, to manage it to say, okay, you got a lemon, let's make a lemonade means, okay, let me, let me do something. Okay. I get the situation. Whatever I, can, I what I can do, I will do with it. I'll do, I'll find something good to do with what happened. But I actually, maybe it's my Russian upbringing, which like I always like love that like in Russia they eat, you know, they eat snow for breakfast. So like this lemonade doesn't work there. So I found another approach, and my approach was like I think maybe Doctor Seuss uh, pioneered this approach in one of his books when he said. I've bought a big bat, and now <laughs> trouble, my troubles are going to have troubles with me. <laughs> so that's a like very, very different approach to deal with the troubles. So what happens is that um, I got to the army after finishing this uh, course of uh, when everybody do with a few months of a young soldier. I was sent to, to be in the desert in some tank unit to run after tanks and take care of the tanks. And I got there uh, with my violin. <laughs> So I come to the base, and and the, I remember the uh, the commander who meets me at the entrance. Uh, 
and it's like this face and this look and he says what is that <laughs> and my answer said was um this is violin nice to meet you <laughs> and uh, you walk here from eight to six or so whatever your work hours so after that it's my my time <laughs> so so i found some shed in the end in some corner of the base of the military base and I was waking up every every day five a.m. and after my work was over, like you know six seven p.m., I was going back to the shed and I was practicing every day. And and that was an amazing experience for me because I sort of first of all it helped me to remain sane. It's like helped me to continue my way of living and believing that I continue no matter what I will do my thing. Um, but also. Uh, my commanders uh, noticed probably this craziness. It ended up that after a year, I was moved to another place, another place, and I ended up um, working with computers and uh, com- doing completely different things. And actually, was I was exposed to things I never saw before. I was exposed to working with computers, to programming, and eventually it changed my career because when I finished my military service, I said, Wait a minute. I learned so much. I saw so many different people. I don't want to go back to music. I don't want to go back to playing in the orchestra. I want many colors in my life and I want to learn programming. I want to learn physics. I want to use science, whatever. So I went, um, so that's, um, so I went to study physics and, um, like <laughs> it was to, for me so important to go to to be persistent in this way. So I ended up going all the way till PhD. <laughs> so that's like sort of prove myself I can do it. So it was, so this whole experience was completely life changing for me. And it's actually later in May, another amazing thing happened. I was like many years after that, I was walking on the street and suddenly guy came, some guy came up to me and said, hello, uh, you probably don't remember me, but I was with you in the same base when you <laughs> were playing. Your fiddle, and uh, you know, I want to tell you, you changed my life because I I failed in school. I never studied anything in school, but I saw you waking up every morning five a.m. and playing the thing. So I have I decided I have to do something with my life, and now I'm happy to tell you that I'm doing PhD in biology. <laughs> and I was completely blown away because there's something you do you don't even realize how your what you do influence other people. So that's a story of my failures that became life-changing for me. Hmm. Mm. So life-changing. I love that. So many different like pieces that help us get to where we end up finding so much happiness and success. I love that. Um, if you had to identify, I mean, you've experienced so much. If you had to identify a piece of advice that you would like to share with educators, whether they be a new teacher or a veteran teacher, any educator, what piece of advice would you want them to consider? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, uh, I like your show, and I listen to many episodes. <laughs> and I, I like this question also. So I, uh, I like the answers people give and one of, I know one of the most popular questions, not one of the most popular, but many people like to give this question of love, that it's very important to love the kids. 
And I absolutely agree with that. And I was sort of want to extend to this. Um, I remember once I was in, in some meetup of EdTech community. Uh, and the, and the presenter uh, asked the group of the people, he said, uh, tell me, raise your hand if you remember your favorite teacher from school. And everybody raised their hand and, uh, and then he said, okay, now raise your hand if you remember your favorite textbook. And nobody obviously raised his hand, their hand. And he said, so that's just to show you what education is. It's not about conveying knowledge. It's not something about much more bigger. It's about... Um, in, inspiring you, encouraging you, uh, helping you to find your own uh, strength. It's about believing in yourself. All these other things that you cannot find in a textbook. So that's my advice to the new teacher to become, to remember this and be one like that when you mm. work with the kids. Oh, I love that. Uh, I, I love that. <laughs> Who remembers your favorite teacher? All hands go up. Favorite textbook? None. That's such an important lesson that it's so much more than that. I think it's such great advice. So uh, let's keep going. So, so you listen to the show. So you know what we're doing next, Mitch. We're doing the six questions and your goals answer each one in 15 seconds or less. Are you ready for this? But Jeff, can I tell you something? Um, right? I know that you have another question that you like to ask uh, about successes. Is it okay if I tell you a little bit about that? Yeah, let's share it. Yeah, because um, I actually, there's one success that I really want to talk, to tell you about. Um, so when we started working on uh, Thinking Cap Math, uh, so the first group of audience we approached with this program, we approached with this program, was uh, special education kids. Uh, and a particular group of special education uh, vi- uh, blind kids, visually impaired kids, kids with uh, like severe blindness, and and we uh, we partnered with a few schools. We partnered uh, with around ten schools who work in this field, uh, and, and we started this pilot in uh, in January, in last January, just a few months before pan- cl- pandemic hit, and the and the experience was absolutely overwhelming because for these kids, first of all, when you talk to teachers who work with um, visually impaired students, you don't have to convince them that they need your help <laughs> because they have no technology at all that can help their students. So when you come up with such a solution, they, okay, how can, how can I join? So, uh, so that's what's very impressive. But then when kids started using this technology, that's uh, uh, the way we worked. They used to send me uh, audio recordings of the, of the kids working with the program. Um, uh, so we can uh, listen and improve the and improve the program. So I can, I have to tell you. And actually, before uh, before the show I, today, I listened again to one of the recordings. It's every time I listen to this, it's like really bring tears in my eyes. Uh, because uh, when you manage to touch someone uh, who is so vulnerable and and you change their life and these little things, it's like the it's unbelievable. So <laughs> just in this recording, I listened today again. The, in the end of the recording, the one of the kids said, and, and thank you for creating for us Thinking Cap Math. Mm-hmm. So this, I was like, you know, sobbing in a way, like, no, thank you. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> thank you. 
And it's wow, very, that really is. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. And actually, today, it's something what happens right now. It's very interesting in this field of voice technology in schools because before pandemic, when we talked to uh, when we talk to um, districts, uh, lost, uh, what happened that most of the the answer usually was no. No, why do we need to think of without screens and like we have computers or whatever? But today we talk now something very interesting happened. First of all, well, it's a very difficult time. It's a very sad time for so many people. People lose their loved, life, loved ones. People lose their jobs. It's actually a difficult time, obviously. But something very interesting happening to the community. People who work in tech right now have this very um, interesting opportunity to help people with the technology. So suddenly mm-hmm. our techno our solution brought, was brought to the like to the main stage because now when I talk to um when I talk to districts, suddenly oh, wait a minute, you talk, you tell me it's without screens. <laughs> so the same question <laughs> was last uh, like half a year ago was ah without screens. So now ah without screens. That's interesting. And then when you say, wait a minute. So now the the priorities completely changed because now the high priority, how to be safe, how to protect the kids. And like, wait, you tell me it is touch-free technology. Aha. Uh-huh. So without screens and touch-free, so I want to talk to you. So that's something very interesting. And then, um, okay, now, of course, when we, use, we talk to this technology, we should... Um, take causally, like precautions of privacy and uh, everything. And it's um, already legitimate questions and they are solvable. And uh, there's many things to work, work on this. But now the approach is completely different. So teachers now look at this technology as, um, as a very important helper. And I want to share with you that now we continue on our pilot. And we, at this point, we have more than 100 schools across the U.S who express interest to join our pilot. So it's for us, it's like a very exciting time when we can really see what's happening and see how we, without technology, we can make a change. So, so I, also want, yeah, I also want to, to tell your listeners, so whoever want to hear more is welcome to join and to get in touch and to join us. Very cool. Definitely a success worth celebrating. That's awesome. I'm really, I appreciate that you, you shared that, um, and do that yet. And we're going to definitely make sure that they have, they have all the links to connect and and get involved in the show notes as well. And we'll, we'll talk about that right at the end as well. Uh, but I do want to get into our six questions and we do these in 15 seconds or less. Yeah. Uh, I know you know these, so I think you're probably ready. So let's, we're going to go into them here. Uh, what is one ed tech tool you cannot live without? Yeah, I thought about this. It's very interesting. So I would say it's my phone <laughs> because today, <laughs> today this smartphones it gives us so I, like everywhere I do I exercise, I go commute, anything. I'm listening to podcast, to lecture, to something. Any moment, it's opportunity to learn. And yep. uh, give us a, a book you're reading right now. Yeah, so I'm uh, in this stage in my life right when I read much more children's books that are in books for myself. <laughs> <laughs> so on the, on the spectrum of the children's books, our favorite right now is, is Bernstein Bears. And nice. Bernstein Bears is, is an endless source of wisdom and, uh, and uh, charm and everything. And for myself, when I 
have 10 minutes <laughs> at the end of the day before I fall asleep. I read um, right now Sapiens by Yuval Noah Harari. It's a fascinating book. Great. And who do we need to follow on Twitter or Instagram today? Wait, say it again. Who do we need to follow on Twitter um, or yeah. Instagram today? Yeah, so in my field, there's a fascinating person. There's uh, Her name is uh, Julie Danielle Davis. And she's a, um, she's a, uh, she's a teacher and uh, working with schools and technology, in technology with schools. And she's a, um, very important voice in adoption of voice technology in education. So I'll read and listen to everything she, she writes and she does. She also has a podcast, by the way, that's another question on your podcast. She has a podcast called voice in education. Yep, uh, she just rocked out number four too. Nice. Yeah. Get us going. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, we'll go to number five, which is give us a daily, weekly, or monthly routine every teacher should get into. Yeah, so I'll skip this one. I really don't have a good question for this. But I have a good I answer. I have a good answer for number six. <laughs> well, then let's go to number six, the best piece of advice yeah. you've ever received. Yeah, and actually, uh, yeah, I had uh, so the best piece of advice in my life, not, like, not in my life, but uh, in my parenting career, I would say, it was, uh, if you want to see behavior again, pay attention to it. And mm-hmm. uh, so and it's, it's so much true, not only parenting, no, not, it's also in parenting with your kids, in a classroom with your students, with your spouse. I remember when we just got married, my wife was always, tell, it's really contagious, these good things. It's really contagious. I remember when we just got married, my wife was saying, always, thank you for taking out the garbage. It was like, why are you thanking me for taking out the garbage? <laughs> but that's really contagious because now I always tell her also, thank you for hanging the laundry or thank you for this. And it's really contagious and it's created this level of positive energy in the family, which is amazing. So I love that. Yeah. That's so great. You know, I want to make sure that our listeners can stay connected to you and find the resources of I know so many different things that you've shared. Would you mind sharing with us kind of your website? where they can find you on Twitter, things like that. Yeah. So you just can just um, Google thinking cap innovations or our website is www.thinkingcapinnovations.com. We are on Twitter, thinking cap edu and we're on Facebook. We have YouTube channel and yeah, you can contact. And again, I'm inviting teachers and uh, districts to join our free pilot. We're now completely free. Our math program and our Spanish learning program is free, and uh, we are running a pilot all across the U.S. So, if you would like to join us, we will be happy to see to hear from you. Just contact us on our website or directly to me at michael at thinkingcapinnovations.com. I love it, and you know you can find all the links and resources and everything we talked about in this episode over at teachbetter.com in the show notes, as well as those really important links for connecting with Misha and the company and, and everything they get going and get involved in that free pilot. And then, so make sure you head over to teachbetter.com for all of that. Be sure to hit subscribe so you don't miss any upcoming episodes. And if you can give us a rating and review, we'd really appreciate that as well. And let's keep taking this one step further. Think of just three of your colleagues who need to hear these amazing stories and connect with these amazing educators, and just share this podcast with them. Misha, this is awesome. I'm so happy to have you on. The work you're doing is incredible. It's it's Thank so you. great to hear 
Super excited to, to watch it continue to grow and impact lives. I uh, really appreciate you taking not only just taking some time to to spend some time with us tonight, but getting up super early to spend some time with us. Uh, and doing that, really, really appreciate that a whole lot. Thank you. Yeah, and thank you for my kids for my kids who didn't wake up. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, applause to your kids for staying asleep. That's great. So we appreciate you. Thank you, sir. Okay, thank you so much. Right, thank you, Jack. And until next time, let's get out there. Let's teach better. Mm-hmm.